You're listening to Do That Well with your hosts, Brenda Brown and Karen Thrall, a podcast about real experiences and how to turn them into life lessons. Unscripted, honest, funny, genuine, and passionate. A series of conversations where we explore every aspect of human interaction and provoke each other to do life well. And today on Do That Well, we are going to talk about habit forming. About a year ago or so at at this point in time, we were talking about New Year's resolutions. And when we had that conversation, we did talk quite a bit about what it's like to create a resolution, why you would want to set these goals, so on and so forth. But we never really got into how you actually then try to form a new habit or try to stop a bad one um, Mm. for that matter. (laughs) So what better time to address it but a year later (laughs) as we revisit this topic? That's great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this too. Uh, It was fun to... uh, Again, Google's so great to look around, check out psychology articles and business articles and professionals and experts and just seeing what the common theme is throughout them all. So hopefully in this episode, we're just going to be pulling from those themes. And of course, you will hear a lot of our opinions as well. You know, things that we found that work for us uh, or we've observed work for people around us and maybe just some general questioning as well as to why these things may or may not work for us. (laughs) So first things first, I mean, why, why do we want to form new habits? I mean, there's many reasons for wanting to form a new habit. It could be just as simple as something that is a a new idea that you have. It could be something you've been wanting to do for a really long time. Maybe it's a habit that you used to have and you lost it at some point along your journey and are in a different chapter and you want to bring it back into your current lifestyle. So there's lots of reasons that we would want to form habits. Uh, And on that same token, there's a lot of reasons why sometimes we have habits we want to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing I really impressed on me was um, in the neuroscience, in the brain portion, there is this reaction that happens in the brain that stimulates habit forming. So mm-hmm. if you formed a bad habit, it's still a habit. And so the brain is communicating to you, oh, this is, I know, oh, I got this. Oh, I know this one. No, you don't even have to think about it. I got this one. I've got it covered because we've done it so many times. I can take control here. And so then you're like, oh, man. And, you, you know, if it's a habit you don't want, um, you're like, oh, again. Oh, but if it's a habit you want, that's also really encouraging because once your brain really starts seeing the pattern, that repeat pattern, it's going to take over. And that's when it turns into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so both are beneficial. If you're wanting to get out of a habit, it's kind of confusing the brain waves. And if you want to get in the habits, like just that repetition really is going to help you become become effortless in it. Mm -hmm. And I like that you brought up that particular idea, Karen, because I think with habits, that is more or less the way that we know if we've successfully started the new habit or if we've gotten rid of one, right? It's that idea of when it just becomes second nature, when your mm-hmm. brain just does it for you, when it's just something you don't have to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think oftentimes, as you said, our brains will naturally 
start to repeat these patterns and you mm-hmm. might form a habit without even intending to because mm-hmm. it was just a behavior that was repeated enough times yeah. that yeah. your brain I, yeah. said, well, this is a habit now. Mm-hmm. Like it could be even your the way you talk about yourself, the way you view yourself. Like for me, I didn't, I didn't know I was, I didn't even know it was supposed to be habit forming, but this whole, I'm just trying to get consistent in my sleeping patterns and I'm learning all these techniques, but I was, I had a couple of friends tell me, you know, you're creating a habit with your sleeping. And I thought, Oh, that's so cool. I didn't even know I was doing it. So keep repeating it when it works and that works keep repeating it. And it never crossed my mind. Oh, to keep repeating that. And so I'm noticing that it is helping because I'm going, okay, this, I am trying to form a habit of really good sleep. Never cross my mind to make sleeping a habit. Never cross my mind. So then when we started looking into this, I was like, oh, wait a second. That's, that's what I'm trying to do with my sleep is create a really good habit. Right. Oh, and I do. I really like that example because I would have never thought about it that way either. I would just think, oh, I've not been sleeping well enough. I need to sleep yeah. more. But I wouldn't take that sentiment and then think to myself, this is a habit that I need to form. I need to create a habit of sleeping better, sleeping longer, more, deeper, whatever it may Mm be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I appreciate that example. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that we came across, and this was one of the first things that I came across when we started looking into this idea of habit formation Um, there's actually this Instagrammer that I follow and (laughs) she had posted this and it was right as Karen, you and I were talking about habit formation. So it seemed like serendipitous timing, but she posted this image that I came to learn is from a gentleman named James Clear. And Mm -hmm. it's the three R's of habit formation. So the R's are one reminder two, routine, and three, reward. So the reminder is the stimulus or the thing that you want to do. So the reminder in in our example we've been using is like, I want to get more sleep. The routine Mm -hmm. is that you then start getting more sleep. (laughs) And, and, And then the reward is that you'll be more well-rested, you'll be better prepared to meet the day and what challenges it may have to present you. And the magic really happens between this reward and reminder. Um, That's where Mm -hmm. habit formation really happens. That's where all the the good stuff is. Mm -hmm. The idea is that between this reward, this outcome of feeling more well-rested, so on and so forth, that is then going to fuel the reminder that is going to then help you continue the routine, the forming the habit. <laughs> I wonder too, um, you know how in, in business you say, what is the desired outcome? So what do we want to get out of this meeting? And right. you put that at the front, but then you unpack it so that you hope at the end of the meeting you got to your desired outcome. I wonder if reward is that way. Like, I wonder if we need to remind ourselves of the reward of the habit right so for me it's rest it's calmness it's uh, I, I wake up refreshed it's that so then now that I'm trying to create a habit on good sleep I that's my like ultimate goal as wow I get to be refreshed rested 
you know, feeling great when I wake up. So you forget that sometimes you have to remind yourself of how incredibly rewarding it's going to be once that habit's fulfilled. Right. Mm. Right. And, and the idea is right. That the reward is so valuable or it's so much of a reward to you. It's exciting enough. It's giving you enough dopamine, whatever, that it's then going to get tied to that, um, excuse me, I'm getting my R's confused. <laughs> it's going to be tied to the reminder, as you're saying. Yeah, so yeah. so the reminder and the reward, they really become these things that work hand in hand to reinforce the routine. Now, James Clear has a whole book about it. I haven't read it yet. This is just what I've taken away from what I have read. Uh, but I think it's a really interesting idea because you can start to see this idea that it is really all about reforming like brain waves and patterns of thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you were talking about the reminder thing, I, I've noticed again, this is such, such timely, this podcast, cause I, I wasn't even knowing my subconscious was wanting this podcast episode. I just last week, just last week, put in calendar reminders of three routines that I want to have in my morning and I really want them. And I kind of like will make excuses or like I kind of, yeah, if it happens, it happens. I've been way more organic, no big deal, but I've been reflecting on it. And it was cool because I took an afternoon one day and I just, I went to a place called Sunnylands in Palm Springs area. It's beautiful. And I just sat on a little bench and I was journaling and I noticed these three routines. I was journaling about these three routines. So last week, I did, out of the five days, I did the routines four out of five. And then this week, I I didn't do it today. And so I'm thinking the reminder, the the routine, I'm still not in routine. So I'm getting the reminders, but I'm not in routine yet. But I long for the reward, you know. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is that you just said you long for the reward. Yeah. And and that's when, for me, you can really see how the three – like because it, it's a circle, there's an image of the three R's and it's like a circular um, and all the arrows continue on. It's like the recycle, reduce, reuse, mm. right? <laughs> like they, all, they all keep going <laughs> in a circle. Um, and so you can see even in what you're articulating just now that if you had gotten to the reward stage, then perhaps that would have then allowed you to circle back around to reminder. Mm. So I think that reward stage is really. Cause it motivates you. Right. It, yeah. motiva- it motivates you to go back to the reminder, which creates the routine. Mm-hmm. I know I like that a lot. Okay. I want to tag you for a second. Cause something I found I thought was interesting and I have heard about it, um, but I didn't, I haven't really read about it. And it's Maxwell Maltz's work on self-image. And he has this thing, 21 slash 90. Have you seen this? No. I've, I've known about this. I remember back when I was in therapy years ago that I remember my therapist talking about it. So there's there's two arguments over it. One, said, one argument is that's a myth. Like that's not what, that wasn't his intentions. But if you get the whole picture, it makes more sense. So 21 days. If you keep doing the same thing for 21 days, you're going to create a habit. So the hardest part is those first 21 days. Hmm. But 
the next hardest part is you have to do for 90 days. Like once the 21, you've got a rhythm of the 21 days, it takes 90 days for your brain to really respond and become independent and just take over. Like I got this. So do, I think we've talked about this in another podcast too, but I looked into it and it's 21, it's 21 slash 90. Okay. So when you're thinking about your uh, uh, reminder to remind yourself, if even if we shorten the goal going, Hey, for the next 21 days, just 21 days, like lower the expectation, just Karen, just for 21 days. Can you do this for me? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Self Karen, I can do that for you. And then, then you, there's a huge reward because you did your 21 days and you've got a little bit of a routine now, but the next crunch is the 90. And once you're, once you overcome that 90, you're good. Like, You've got you've got a natural rhythm flow with that habit. The so I thought that was cool. Yeah, that have is you heard cool. about that? I haven't, but I, I like this idea. So it's twenty one days is the time to start the routine, but then you need to do the routine for ninety days to solidify the habit. Is that? Yeah. Yep. And you think about how hard it is. You think about working out or starting to run or whatever you, you, it's great for a little while, but then right around week two, you start to lose your momentum. It's like, no, no, do one more week. Cause you're doing, you're starting to create that path in your, in your, in, you know, in, in your brain. So mm-hmm. that 21 days is so valuable. So if you just have a short goal of 21 days and then, and then really commit to the 90 days. Oh, I like that. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, so I'm just thinking you have my wheels turning because I uh, have been known to like to chase new habits. Like I really in right now I'm taking a pottery class and like everything is pottery, pottery, pottery. <laughs> it's, uh, for those of you that listen to this episode, you might have be having flashbacks to my soccer, soccer, soccer. <laughs> but <laughs> so I, I tend to really enjoy like diving all into new things and new habits and making them a part of my routines in my life. But what's interesting is when I really think about it, I think there are very few things that I'll end up doing for more than about three months. Yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of the shelf life of when I either solidify it into something that continues to be a part of my life, or that's when I start to lose interest and move on to something else. Before you get to the 90 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting, interesting. to yeah. hear. I don't know if there's any correlation or if that's strictly a Brenda Brown thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, I know that our episode's not about that, but there is, we do have tangents we go on or we have like whimsical moments of doing something for a season for a short amount of time, you know, right. but, but what we're talking about is habits. So there is maybe some of it is just fun, you know, like right. I, I don't want to do this as a habit. <laughs> this is all I want. But it, when we get discouraged, because why can't I keep up the habit? It might be, it might be that your brain is still activating that path. You know, right. your brain is still trying to communicate, okay, this is a habit and it hasn't fully developed that, that new way of, of making something just a rhythm. Right. So yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. (laughs) So I'm curious, what, how do we feel like these things that we've talked about so far 
how would they apply to if you were trying to break a habit? Um, Because from the reading that I've done, it seems like the methodology that you would use as far as whether or not you are on this three R's circular thing of reminder, routine, reward, whether you're ascribing more to this 21 days to start a routine, um, 90 days to actually solidify the habit. From what I've my understanding is that you would use those same methods to try to break a habit. It's right. just, I would think so. Right. But yeah. the, it's just that you need to find different um, rewards because if there's already a habit in place, you're already getting some sort of reward from that habit yeah. and that's why it exists. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so, right. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you start with the reward um, so I, what, this is my longing, my reward. I want this reward in my life. I want this. Then you have to maybe ask yourself, which habit could get me to there? Cause this habit sure certainly is not going to get me there. Um, so let's think of, um, let's say, uh, what do we, how about we say it's a nail biter if you're trying okay. to stop nail biting, which is me. I have the nail bite habit. I do. So, okay, talk to me. Talk to me, Brenda. Help me. What I like about what you've said so far, and this is like solely just us musing on this, so who knows if this is the way to do this or not. But what I like about what you're saying is that rather than trying to think of how to stop the bad habit, maybe we can think of a better Ooh. habit to replace it with. Is that kind yeah, of what I'm hearing you right? say? I think so. Because if you're saying stop nail biting, nail biting, don't nail bite, nail bite. You know what I mean? Like don't, it's right. still, you're still focusing on the bad habit. Right. And you already have, like there's some sort of reward that you're getting out of nail biting. Yes. Even, even if it's not a good reward, like <laughs> you're being rewarded. Otherwise you yeah. wouldn't keep doing it. Even if it's just that it's eases anxiety for a moment or something. Yeah. Right? Like if I'm watching a scary movie, it reminds me that I'm scared. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm deeply so, thinking about something, it's reminding me that I'm deeply thinking about something. <laughs> <laughs> so is it that we would want to find something that you could replace that with? That you- mm-hmm. I, I, I know for me, it's an up and down thing. So I'm successful and then I'm not successful. And I've kind of um, accepted that, which is not a good thing, that I have my ups and downs and one minute I'm fine and I'm not. Like I have, you know, a week of winning. Oh, I did it. For, I look at me, I did it for a week. And then I start being more lackadaisical about it. Mm-hmm. You haven't hit so the 90 days yet. I haven't hit the 90 days. So that, okay, challenge accepted. <laughs> I am, okay, so the reward, for, okay, so I have a bad habit of buying my nails. The reward is to have, I don't like long nails. I'm not a long nail person. Oh, but so to just you give yourself that reward. No, but I do, I will have stronger nails. You're putting less stress on your teeth. Can't be good for Less stress teeth, on right? my teeth. <laughs> I don't know. I might be a stretch. Uh <laughs> But if we roll, if we roll with this idea oh of let's replace it, then I, I get I'm drawn back to this reward idea. So like, what's the reward that you're currently getting out of nail biting? Let's for the purposes of this conversation yeah. say that it's easing tension. Yeah. Well, something else that could ease tension is popcorn. <laughs> yes, <laughs> chewing on popcorn. I was gonna say breath work, but. <laughs> 
kind of mm. thinking about what if we take this approach of replacing yeah. a bad habit with a good one? Yeah, and see what the, the see it's easy to talk, but look at us. Or actually, right. what what do I do? Because there's there's um, you could do be hypnotized, but that doesn't mean you're creating a habit. You're gonna get you know you could get hypnotized, and I think that does help. You know, I think right. that's I mean it is controversial. Some people would never do that. So, but the, I've never done it. But you know, I'm okay. Like I I'd be open to it, but that doesn't solve my habit that doesn't create a habit right if I did that so like even um getting manicures done does help but it doesn't create a habit it just helps Hmm. you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like I I still it just helps it helps me but then again maybe that's the whole point it helps me not to buy my nails and the point is not buying your nails right so, so I have to get reward, out of habit. Maybe a reward is giving, getting a, a manicure. Yeah, maybe the reward is treat myself to a manicure. So if you can, regularly, maybe, consistently, right? So if you can make it a week or two weeks, I don't however long you would like between yeah. your manicures. Yeah, I, so I make it a week. Do. I go get a manicure. Right. So there we go. So the reminder is looking at your nails, seeing that they're nicely manicured. The routine is continuing to not bite them. (laughs) And then the reward is getting a new manicure the next week. So you'll always have a beautiful manicure. There we go. Okay. We have just a few more minutes left to talk about habit formation. I want to... I'm curious if you're a person like me, and again, this is just, we're just musing, Mm. um, to go back to my amazing skill of diving really deeply into new habits and then leaving them a few months later. If you're someone like me, and that's something that you tend to do, what happens if you really actually want to sincerely keep the habit? Because I find that that first 21 days is relatively easy for me. The first 30 days is relatively easy. First 60. But it is right around that 90-day mark that I start to lose those habits. Um, I will say, I'm discovering this as I'm telling you right now, Karen, that oftentimes when I am doing something new, such as let's talk about when I was rock climbing, there's usually some sort of goal. And once they feel like I've achieved that goal, that's when I kind of lose the habit. So I think to answer my own question, one thing would probably be to take out the goal element (laughs) and to focus more on it just becoming an ongoing habit versus something to achieve. And then once I've achieved it, it can go off the radar. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious if you have any other thoughts about what you would say to somebody like myself. I okay so one is I would accept to accept who you are first of all like that that there's something wonderful about that about having wins you know because you (laughs) you know like you're a mosaic you're like this colorful mosaic of experiences you know so there I think sometimes people downplay that like mm-hmm. they'll go jack of all trades and expert at none. You know, they'll say things like that. My I life think that's fair. Is it? Is I it? say that about myself no. so much. <laughs> what is the expression? Jack of all trades. Jack of all trades, master of none. Master yeah. of none. I usually think Jill of all trades, but okay. same difference. Yeah. 
So um, I, I think that's not fair. I think that's not fair. However, if there's a pain in you where you're going, I really want this to be a habit in my life and I get discouraged and then I, I just, it's, it starts strong and then I give up and then I forget. I, I forgot I even wanted the habit and then I'm like, oh man, I got to start over again. Um, I would say for me, it all, I think it all depends if the habit's emotional, physical, um, lifestyle, relationships, Ooh. career, professional talent. Like I, I think it really depends because I know you and you are very committed to um, personal development, personal awareness, um, gifting to other people what you're learning, creating incredible conversations, always going after that. You, that's a habit. Like that is such so part of your rhythm. You know, mm -hmm. I also know that you're really active. You keep yourself fit. You eat really, really well. So you have really good habits there that are very effortless in rhythm. That have a mm -hmm. rhythm. Mm -hmm. So I think I would ask you, where does the habit fall into? Like what part of your life is, is the hard part? Right. Is the hard part. No, that makes sense. And because if your goal is to be healthy, you, and you may not you may not stick to rock climbing, but you're sticking to healthy, then you're very, really adventurous. But your commitment is to healthy living, not to rock climbing. Right, right. So, and so Ooh. for that season, you were healthy, you were a rock climber, but healthy habit was your number one priority. That was the reward. Right. Ooh, I like what you're saying. So it's a bummer that we're at the end of our episode because I think that this is a really, really good point that you bring up. This idea of A, what part of your life does it fit into? Because I do think there are certain arenas of our lives that we uh, tend to, what's the word I'm looking for? We have an easier time with, like, I know for me, it'd be easier for me to create a new physical habit than it would be for me to create a new emotional habit, let's say. Um, so you just use that as an example. So I think knowing what part of your life the habit falls into and then knowing for yourself, like, what level of, uh, you know, like how easy it is for you to work on things in that arena of your life. And okay. then secondly, I yeah, really go like, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, actually I lost it. So you go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Well, maybe this will trigger that. Okay. I just had a thought based on what you just said. If you want to lose weight and you're an emotional eater, you go on a diet, but when you want to maybe focus on the emotional which would therefore recreate right. a diet. But right. usually if you're an emotional eater, you focus on, I need to get a diet. Oh, I, you know, I, I escape with food or I like my ice cream, whatever. And so you go, I'll just won't buy ice cream. But wouldn't it be the habit is how, how is my emotions? I want my emotions right. to have a healthier habit, not right. my food. I don't want my emotions to be connected to my food eating. Yeah. Habits. I want so more the emotions that you'd want to create a habit of, with not food. food right. Would be, food would be an outcome. Just a thought. I, I don't know exactly. if that's right, yeah. but there's just a thought. Based no. And, and actually that did trigger what I, the other thing I was going to say, which was that I also like that you're starting to bring in this idea of like bigger picture thinking so what's the habit, let's say it was rock climbing, but was my habit really about trying to become a rock climber or was it actually just about being healthy, as you were saying? Or again, this idea of, okay, I want to be on a diet, 
well, is it about being on a diet or is it about rewiring your relationship to food? So I think what I'm hearing us say is that maybe one of the first steps really with this habit formation is first, you know, um, understanding for yourself, like what arena of your life it falls into as well as like, what is the true essence? Like, why are you actually wanting this habit? And like, are you going about it the right way? Are you using Mm -hmm. the right thing to try to form this habit? Mm -hmm. So interesting to think about. Yeah, that is, that is. Well, on that note, we're at the end of our episode. <laughs> we ended on a really good yeah. note because that is some good food for thought. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you, Karen. And thank you okay. all for listening. We'll be back next week on Do That Well.